What? Yeah, good. Yeah, good. Nah, you're good. What? That globe right there. Yeah. Right, right there, yeah, yeah. worldwide. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> well, maybe on the second episode. So I was going to make a joke about the ice cream cone and Bundy, actually. <laughs> <laughs> what would you do if you had a million dollars? I'll tell you what I'd do, man. You know, two chicks at the same time. It's just a real nigga shit, your real nigga story, you know what I'm saying? This beat is so, so rich. Like a bunch of all right, what's this? Episode number eight? Yeah. Number eight, eight right? Yeah. Bunny's all snazzed up. Yeah. I like him in the Tony Soprano shirt, but he thinks he's look, he look a little overweight. Um, tonight, um, we're going to start doing themes on the podcast. Tonight is blue collar, blue collar podcast night. We got our union guy with us. Keith, Keith Rubino in the house, cold, Medford, man. stand up. Stand up, baby. <laughs> it's only right. It's only right. And uh, of course, as usual, we have um, we have my co-host, the trusty, yeah, yeah. often imitated, never duplicated, Bundy, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah, thank, you. For Bundy. thank you. Um, so, yeah, I, I, I was thinking, you know. That like throughout the week, I'll be thinking, oh, you know, something will come to my mind. Uh, you know, I should do this or that. I have a topic. And I'm such a fucking scatterbrain. I've done so much drugs that um, I just always forget. You know what I mean? What, what the fuck I'm going to talk about during the podcast. And um, yeah, I got I to gotta change that. I got to change <laughs> that. So uh, Mr. Rubino, a little shout out to Ryan Roach, Punch for Parkinson's. Ryan's always been cool with me. Um, had a little call earlier with him. Uh, about someone he knows, you know, that may or may not have been in a video I had <laughs> removed on Instagram. Huh. May or may not have been, <laughs> yeah, getting pounded in the window of the <laughs> Envoy Hotel, yeah, by a muscular <laughs> African American gentleman. Yeah, you know, um, did a little detective work, and uh, yeah, I believe that's. I put this post up and then I, I was checking out the comments and someone tagged this girl and her reaction was like this horrified face and it was just O-M-G-G-G-G-G and I'm like, so I clicked on her page and lo and behold, I believe it's her, but hey, what am I going to do? You know, put her on blast and propel her to superstardom like the next Kim Kardashian or just fucking be quiet about it, you know? So I just... um. They re Instagram removed the post and I appealed it and they put it back up and then I just took it down. You know, I actually put up another post today that was pretty harmless that they took down. So right now I got a lot of eyes on me because I'm over 100,000 followers and they really, I really think, um, you know, that they don't, they don't want to see, um, they don't want to see me shining, you know, like, um, like how soft TikTok is. They don't want to see like all oh, this, you know, the way it is now, right? Everyone's so sensitive, right? I'm on a boat with some girl and I'm like, she's swimming and, and I'm like <laughs> kind of motorboating her a little, you know, basically that's what I'm doing, right? And it got removed and it got removed and it's like, you know, I just toxic masculinity. You know what I'm saying? Like everyone's so fucking soft. It, it was really sensitive. nothing bad, sensitive. So from now on, I just want to let people know like 
most of my videos are just going to be like me and Bundy picking sunflowers, right? <laughs> Bundy, we, <laughs> yeah, we go yeah. out, we pick flowers, we go to the pumpkin patch, like a shirt, yeah. right? Yeah. Bundy's got his, he's wearing his pumpkin shirt tonight. <laughs> we get, we actually found that in the pumpkin patch, actually. Um, yeah, so that's it. No more girls, no more laughing, just. Yeah. What about OnlyFans shooter? You know what? I've been contacted about that. The owner of OnlyFans knew this lawyer I know, and he said to me, oh, I had dinner with him. I showed him your thing. He thinks she'd do great. And I don't know. It's kind of a weird thing, right? Yeah. I mean, not really weird, but I mean, gets people what they want. You know what I mean? They want to see uncensored shooter. Yeah. yeah. And that's, you know? I could do that. What is it? Pantheon? What's that one, Just Patreon. Patreon's like a thing where people can pay like, you know, two bucks, three bucks a month or something. And. I mean, even if you get 300 guys, it's a 1,000 a month. So oh, yeah. I really should do that. Um, the OnlyFans, I could probably make a lot of money, but probably close a lot of doors too. Like, what, what am right. I going to put on? Like, I mean, I mean, no one wants to see me naked. That's first, <laughs> and, that's first and foremost. You know what I mean? Um, I don't know. You know, like, you know, I don't know. I just don't know about that. You know, I mean, if it was just like, if I was totally broke right now and I'm like, oh, I can make, you know, money, I mean, probably fucking roll the dice and everything. But you got to think of everything. It's like um, it's like guys that are doing shit or girls that are doing stuff like that. You got to think of the, the whole ball of wax. You know what I mean? I mean, I have a 15-year-old daughter whose right. friends would, no doubt, somebody would would follow that and record something and send it to her because that's how people are. So I got to I gotta think like that, right? Is it um, is making money? Yeah, I could get rich, but what? At what cost? You right. know what I mean? So I don't know. It's crazy though the the it's crazy though to see the trajectory that you started on from when we met, you know what I mean, and then going from when we met probably what? How many how many like followers did you have on Snapchat? Not not many. Yeah. And then to seeing where you are now, it's you know, yeah, blowing up in that short amount of time. It's fucking blows my mind, honestly. It's yeah. crazy. Yeah, I mean, um I don't know. It's, it's funny. Like some people start Instagram pages or Snapchat pages, you know, with the, with the, with the intent, you know, to do that and make viral videos and everything. Right. And that was never the case with me. I was just, you know, driving around every day and always have my phone in my hand and, and just, you know, filming things and, you know, adding some commentary and joking around. And obviously it got sent around to this one and that one. And then it just started getting bigger and bigger. And where does it end? I, you know, I remember thinking, you know, well, if I got 10,000 followers, well, that would be a lot. And then, yeah. then boom, now it's 100,000. I'm thinking, wow, I'll never, you know, go above that. But, I mean, who knows, man? Who knows, you know? I mean, right now it's tough. I really – I had another page wiped out, and uh, we can't have that again. So, Keith, um, tell us a little bit about yourself. You know, I uh, grew up Salt Medford, uh, you know, drug addict, same old song and dance story. Um you know, uh, I just fell in with the wrong crowd. You know, I, 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 I didn't like doing drugs, but as soon as I touched an opiate, it was like, you know what I mean? Yeah. The whale, you know, no training wheels for me. I just was off and running, you know, like my friends would be getting high on a, on a weekend and going to school. And then I was like, the first time I did it the next day, I'm stealing out of my sister's piggy bank. You know what I mean? Like I just had that, you know, that gene going through my body. And it's worse and worse. Yeah. yeah. And it was just, you know, that, you know, that just led me on years of just, 
a downward spiral. You know what I mean? Like I had a lot of good opportunities in my life. I, I, I joined the Navy. You know, I joined the Navy. I had nowhere to go. My mother was getting in and out of trouble. And, and you know, my, my grandfather tells me to join the military and go into the Navy. And I'm like, you know, 18 years old and I'm seeing the world and I'm getting, you know, oxy shipped to me down on the base, you know, getting half the base high. You know, I'm it, it just, you know, stuff like that. I just couldn't escape it. And uh, how long in the know, Navy? Three years. Got bounced? I got kicked out. I feel so I a month before I was getting out on a, you know, good conduct discharge, I failed a drug test. Oh. So, I mean, I served my country during wartime. I went overseas. I did deployment and, oh, wow. I didn't know you that. know, yeah. And then a month before I'm getting out. Uh, I get kicked out uh, and it's like, I was never even there, uh, you know? Yeah. That sucks. Yeah. That so, sucks. You know, but I didn't want to be there. You know what I mean? At the time I was 18, 19 years old and I'm, you know, all my friends are going to clubs and, you know, drinking and, you know, this and that. And I wanted to be there not yeah. knowing, you know what I mean? Yeah. Thinking I was missing out on everything when I wasn't missing out on nothing. But uh, I mean, I'm not one of these. I'm not one of these people that says everything happens for a reason. So much bad shit happens in this world. Like, what the fuck a reason is? You know, for some fucking kid getting raped or something. So right. everything happens for a reason. But you know, I like to think, you know, out of every situation, you know, something good can come out of it. You know, um, like obviously something good come out of that. I mean, you 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 almost fucking finished the whole thing. But you know, it. it even though you're still, you know, messing around, right? Who right. knows if you didn't go in there, if you didn't listen to your grandfather, you probably got locked up. Right. You, you would have did something. Who knows? Right. You, know, you who don't know. You know, like a butterfly effect, right? Yeah, right. One different decision. Who knows? Right. You know what I mean? You I know. mean, the, the places that I went, you know what I mean? In that three years on that deployment, like I've, you know, places that I would never, never go. You know what I mean? Like right. I was in France. I was in suda bay you know uh roads greece turkey like i you know what i mean no one oh, yeah. thinks to go hey i want to go to turkey you yeah. know or whatever it's like i seen things that you know not many people get to see but what the were you on? i was on an lsd oh, really yeah not the drug but you know the boat, no, the boat. <laughs> no yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah no so it was like you know you ever see like um saving private ryan yeah so in the beginning my my job was to you see them going from the on the little boats and they drop the fucking thing and they all run right, out. Right. So my my job was to be on the shore before those boats came in and I'm directing them in. You oh, know sure. what I mean? So it was like you know to be to you know on deployment it was pretty it was pretty cool like we got paid you know to sit around on a on a base in Kuwait and work out, play basketball. Oh, sure. Yeah, you know what I mean? So it was it was pretty badass. And um you know, yeah, like I said, I, I fucked that up. It, you know, my life was pretty much a whole bunch of fuck ups. You know what I mean? Like, and we can relate. Yeah, right, yeah, right. Yeah, that's yeah. why I fit in with you guys. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. It's like that's why we hit it off. So, yes, sir. You know, as, as you, yeah, I mean, you know about my father. My father was a Navy guy. He was on a destroyer. I forget what it was, but when that shit was going on with Cuba, he was sitting in the bay right there. Like they would have, they would have been the first to get fucking blown to kingdom come but they didn't know what was going on on the ship and um my father's fucking my father's a not same thing went to went all over the place you know what i mean yeah. guy guy was uh he was wild he went in when he was 17 years old and um you know he's he's 
to this day, you know, it, it really shaped him. He's such a routine guy. He still right. gets up four thirty in the morning, goes to the gym, still nice. drinks every day. You know, I talk about my father a lot. He's a, he's the fucking man, you know. Yeah. But um, Bundy's father also. No way. Well, Bundy's no, stepfather who brought him up, yeah. not his real father, was a Navy guy. Yeah. You know, on a destroyer. Yeah. Just like your father. Yeah. Uh, uh. So he knows a little bit about the Navy. That's why he was asking uh, you what ship. No. Yeah. No. It was like I said. It the you know. The things you see, the people you meet in the Navy, it was, you know, it was a good experience and it was like, you know, something now that I, you know, wish that I handled different, you know, and maybe if I like grew up wanting to serve my country and it wasn't like I, you know, it would have been. You served it. Right. You served it. And, you know, what's funny is, so I just went this week to, to get a hearing test through the the VA because my you know since I got kicked out in 2000 I think it was 2011 I got kicked out they told me you get no benefits from from being in the military and then I took a shot in the dock and I said you know what like I serve my country I have different things that you know aches and pains and shit like that it's like why why ain't I entitled to that and you know I took my hearing test and they found out that like my hearing issues um were caused from really? being in the in the navy so like i'm in the process of hopefully getting like the you know some type of disability which you know even though i can't get you know the va different shit like that but it's like if i can get disability and get some money it's you know yeah better yeah. than nothing you know yeah definitely yeah. definitely Absolutely. i mean who the fuck needs a hearing anyway right you right 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 I mean? right okay. no problem but um <laughs> Yeah, maybe this isn't a blue collar edition, Bundy. Maybe this is we should have brought a fucking white suit. Hell yeah, yeah. Dress up. <laughs> yeah. Bundy can dress up like the Pillsbury Doughboy uh, over there. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> He's a fucking Navy guy. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, yeah. So uh, when you get out of the Navy, what's up? How do you get in the union and all that? And can you get Bundy a job? I, I really can't, need him yeah. out of my. I need a job. I'll make a phone call to my boy Nick Butler. Yeah, Nicky Butler. Yeah, you know, you know. Shout out Nicky Butler. Yep, you know. He was a big um, bean shooter guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, I might, <laughs> you know, I might have fucking. Uh, I did definitely didn't hurt you. We're no, not gonna no. Be crazy and say I definitely helped you. No, but I, you did. I know it didn't hurt you no, on the job. No, it helped. <laughs> you know, it helped big time. You know. Yeah, good stuff. Um, yeah. So Keith's been messaging me watching the podcast. Pete, uh, Keith. Always a big bean shooter guy supporting me, buying T-shirts, this, that. Just a good kid. Uh, started bumping into him, you know, at the boxing matches. Yeah. And he followed me, and we started, and we struck up a conversation, and we just hit it off. Just like you said, that's why you're comfortable with us. You right. know what I mean? It's like, you know, um, I can meet someone pretty much most of the time. I mean, I'm a pretty good judge of character, right? right. I mean, have I made mistakes? Yeah. I've made a few over the years, but not many. Right. The few I've made mistakes were meeting guys in prison or jail where they're great guys, and then you see them on the street and they're doing drugs and they're complete pieces of shit. Those are the only times where I've been fooled, and it's only been a couple. Right. You know, one glaring incident, but, you know, we won't won't talk about that. Um, But, yeah, some people are like – like I like to think even when I was a uh, junkie, I wasn't the type that would, like, go over your house when you were working and knock on your door and, oh, no one's here, and, like, break in. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah. there's so many, um, so many places to rob and everything. Like people that rob their families and friends, you know, they're just scumbags. Right. You know what I mean? Oh. They're fucking pieces of shit. And um, little Mia Culpo, um, one time I, I I stole a check from my father. It was like I forget. I was at Boo Boo's house, and his girlfriend at the time says to me, 
you know, and my father, no, my father worked his whole life, right? Bartending, and the guy got nothing. Right. But I was at my lowest, and his girlfriend goes, you know, and like he owns like a fucking townhouse. He's probably still got a mortgage on it. Like the guy worked his whole life. It's not like he's got this will where he's got $30 million. But his girlfriend at the time said to me, she goes, oh, you know you're not in his will. He's leaving everything to your sister. And me and my sister, I, uh, she's not a, not a good person. You know, she wrote a book about me and, and totally slandered me in the book uh, years ago. You know, and um, so I, you know, and, you know, being a selfish scumbag, I already fucking tortured the guy enough. I actually wrote a check and I had my cousin cash it because I, I, <laughs> I didn't have an idea. I didn't even know where to sign the check or write on it. And, um, and I stole from him. And uh, obviously I paid, I paid that back, right? But when he found out, it was like, you know, I remember he saw me and he just drove right behind me. And my father always had my back. So... You know, that's why I wanted to say that when I talk shit about people stealing from family and friends, I've done it. Right. You know, I've done it. And that that still to this day, you know, bothers me. But I, I made good on that, you know. Yeah. I fucking made good. Um, when I first got sober, I remember I was um, – I started the the construction company, and, and to this day, he still writes checks for me and pays bills. I'm like, the other day I wrote when I signed it in the wrong place. Like, I never had a <laughs> bank account in my life. I've never done anything. <clears throat> so one day he goes, <clears throat> you know, do this or do that, go to the bank. I go, Dad, you know I don't know how to do that. I don't know nothing about banks. And he goes, I remember he was up in the, like, the loft <laughs> in his computer. He yells down, you know how to fucking rob him. <laughs> so, yeah, Tommy Lee, good guy. But, good yeah, guy. I, just, good I, guy. Just had to, I had to say that. You know, I don't want to be up on my high horse. Like, anyone who steals from their family and friends. But the point is, you, you know what I mean. Right. Like, some people get high and, they're, you know. Right. They're complete pieces of shit. And I, and I like to think I was always a gentleman. Right. You know? Yeah, I was, you know. I was always, you know, by any means necessary, I did things, you know, that you don't, I, you know, sober Keith would never do, you yeah. know what I mean? And it's like, you know, tortured a lot of people and it's, it, you know, once you get sober, it's like, all you know, you try to do different things and, you know, make up for it. And they're just like, dude, we just want you to be who you are, you know? Yeah. And it's like, that's really, you know, that's really all, all it is. It's crazy. And it's like I was, uh, you know, put in a lot of fucking, I put myself in a lot of shitty situations, you know yeah. what I mean? And it's like, make yourself out of, you know, make yourself back and it's it's crazy, you know? It's like when you when you said that, the old you back, I remember after I got sober, it was a few years and um, my friend Mickey Ward, you know, they made the movie The Fighter about, yep. basically saved my life, took me down to Florida, like intervention me and got me in this, you know, this place. And I've been, you know, knocking what I've been sober ever since. St. Patrick's Day, 2013. Um, like, a, like a year or two later, he was in my kitchen and my father was there and he says, we got the old mic back. Yeah. He said to my father and I was like, wow. Mickey said that? Yeah. Uh, that's awesome. You know, so, yeah, yeah, you know, I remember yeah. hearing that and I was like, wow, you know, because, you know, fucking years, man, I was lost. Yeah. yeah. Lost in the sauce, lost lost in the shit, you know. But um, I was always a gentleman. Yeah. You know, I used to smoke crack like a gentleman. But Me too. You always had integrity. You know how to always. smoke you know how to smoke crack like a gentleleman? Oh, you yeah. like this, you go, No, no, you take the last hit. Yeah. No, no, no. I it's like a pizza, like, no, no, I'm full. Like, no, go ahead. No, please, you right. take No, anyone who's ever smoked crack knows, you know, that's fucking never uh, happening, right? <laughs> it's funny because I was never like a big crack guy, you know what I mean? But once you get going on the crack, it's yeah. like, you know, it's you know, for me it, it you know I was like I said, I was never a big crack guy, but 
when I was smoking crack, there was no, you know, there's no stopping it. And I'm yeah. sure that's f for anybody, yeah. you know, like yeah. I was fucking, I had this dealer one time and he, and I was living in Haverhill. He was living in Lawrence. He usually would come to my house. I didn't have a license. didn't have anything. So it's like two 30 in the morning. I call him like, dude, I need something. I need something. He goes, there's not, and I, I'm not around. I go, dude, come on, come to my house. I can't, I run across I run next door bang on my neighbor's door. He goes, I, he's like, what's up? I go, I need your moped. So he goes, my moped, all right, all right. So I call my dad, I said, listen, I got wheels. What are we doing? He goes, listen, <laughs> I'm gonna leave you a 40 a crack behind my tire. Get here, you can get it. No problem, right? So the problem was is I didn't know how to get to Lawrence from Haverhill without getting on the highway. Yeah. So I said, fuck that, dude. I need that hit. I need that hit bad. So I fucking, I'm on the moped like Jim Carrey, dude. I jump on 495, dude, right? And I'm driving. Fucking bugs are hitting me in the face, dude. I went there. I fucking ripped that fucking flew back, dude. It was fucking, you know what I mean? It was the things you do, dude. You're like, what the fuck? You know what I mean? Then looking back and you're like, for a fucking 40 of crap, sure, yeah. dude. You know what I mean? <laughs> One time, I just, there's this girl. Um, I met her in detox, actually. And she went out with, she ended up going out with this, this dope dealer in Lowell I knew. And this girl was like a complete citizen. She was married to some guy. Things were on. She started doing drugs. And she met someone in detox. And she was just, she was on her way down. So I go over her house. And um, I have her call up these Dominicans and bring some coke, and they bring over like quarter ounces of crack, all kinds of powder, they right, had everything, right. right? So I forget how it happened, but I, I was robbing them, and um, I, I ended up. They ended up like I had him. I had him by the by the neck. I had a knife, and he put the car in reverse, and he swung out of her driveway, and she's like on the second floor on the porch looking, and I get up on the hood of the car, <laughs> and it's like two thirty in the morning. It's in Centerville. There's this West Sixth Street. There's a firehouse, and it's right behind the firehouse. So I get on the hood of the car, and I got my hands up on the windshield like this, and uh, I mustn't. I mustn't have had a knife because they thought I was a cop. They had to. So I'm on the hood of the car. And they're doing fucking 90 miles an hour. Hildreth Street, West 6th Street. There's no, we don't see a cop. It's right. like 10 minutes of them doing like 80 miles an hour and then just slamming on the brakes and skidding for like 50 feet. And I'm not going nowhere. <laughs> I'm on the windshield. Now I see them on Hildreth Street. They pull up like this jug of water and they're dumping coke in it powder coke oh shit and they're throwing it out the window and i'm watching them screaming like i'm robbing you i'm not the cop like they, 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 just, they don't speak a lick of english right so it's just like 15 minute ride right finally they can't get me off the hood of the car they pull out and one of them gets out of the car and i end up taking money off them the true story. Right, right. Back in the car, they drive me back to the girl's house. No. <laughs> she sees them, drag me down the street, me hopping on the hood, then take them <laughs> off. 20 minutes later, we all pull up in the car. I get out and walk out, but I got like 200 bucks on me. Like, that's all I got. Yeah, some of the <laughs> dealers aren't, you know. Yeah, you can rob like, them. Where did you come from? You yeah, know? You can, yeah, you can rob them over and over again. But, um, <laughs> Yeah, the hell ride on the hood of the car, oh, you know? Jesus. I remember watching them pouring the Coke in, in the water and throwing it out, being like, no. You know? <laughs> it was a fucking bad <laughs> night. But but the, the crack makes you do crazy stuff, yeah. you know? The dope's yeah. more of a, you know, you're sick, you got you to gotta get off E and, right. and all that. But just a fucking terrible existence. And and, and back then it was, you, know, you hate to say it was better, but now, I don't know, there's, there's fentanyl and, and, the, and the meth yeah. and the, everything. There's meth and fentanyl and everything, and you see these yeah, it was never fucking homeless people like there are now. I right. mean, Mass Ave was always bad, and 
We had people in Lowell now, but the drugs now, man, people's brains are fucking rotting. You Dude, know what yes. I mean? Like if I, I was a hardcore drug addict, like yeah. pretty much as hard as you get. Like when I, when I went to detox in Florida, I had abscesses on my arms. I couldn't even hit a vein anymore. So I was shooting up in my neck and I had a big track mark down my neck. I remember this nurse, I had a Boston Celtics jacket on, and she goes, wow, you Boston guys don't fuck around. I go, what do you mean? I'll never forget. She snapped on that, that purple glove, and she goes, going right for the jugular, huh? Oh, and I go, yep. And yeah. I remember thinking, wow, like she was looking at me like, this guy's a fucking mental case, you know? But you didn't see, like, even as as, as bad as I was, if I had to sleep in a tent right. on a sidewalk, yeah. <laughs> You know, and fucking, I mean, even if it was like 40 degrees out, right? You know, that would be it. Like, oh, you got yeah, shit, yeah. In the, you know, shit on the sidewalk around behind the bushes like a fucking dog, right? I would be on the phone calling every detox possible. I remember not being able to get a bed in detox and going to the emergency room and pulling this card. Right. I'm suicidal. Yeah. You know, yep. that's when, that's when you're at, that's fucking rock bottom. Yeah. Right. Yeah. But there's so many fucking homeless people now. Yeah, it's crazy. I, I just couldn't do it. Yeah. yeah they're all I, over I couldn't zone. do it. And, and there's fucking more and more and more. And and they're just like walking around like they're zombies. You know what yeah. I mean? Like they're not, it's like a zombie apocalypse. Like I was watching, I was getting my hair cut yesterday and I'm watching uh, The Evil Dead or whatever, one of those shows. And it's like, that's really what they walk around. Like just up and down the street. Yeah. With their, you Bent know? over, just yeah. standing there sleeping. Yeah. They'll never fall, crazy. though. Never you, fall. And you know what? And, and lately, you, you're thinking like Michelle Wu and cleaning it up and, and um, when you're putting them in hotels and housing and like like they hit the lottery. Imagine, yeah. imagine I'm fucking homeless. Like there's people on Section 8 waiting and they I go know. to you. Oh, because I'm sleeping in a tent on Mass Ave, right? Yeah. But, but you know what? Yeah. They're out of luck now because the migrants uh, yeah. just the migrants just bumped them yeah. ahead of veterans. Right. Fucking yeah. veterans, see you later. Yeah. Oh, we got yeah. these migrants coming who cross the, you know, I know people who want to come in this country. You know, my old fucking dealer got deported in Mexico. Yep. He's been trying for 10 years to do it right and get his papers and this and that. And these people come and fucking walk right across the river and they get fucking yeah. priority and they yeah. get put in housing. Yeah. There's people waiting for visas in other countries that I know that are trying to, trying to come here the right way. And I'm like, yeah, you're doing it the wrong way. They're trying to ask people residents in massachusetts to house these people and like you know what i mean like <laughs> yeah like i'm called suda <laughs> yeah. yeah there's some requirements yeah i met this i just speaking of requirements i met an airline pilot in columbia and he he was in like the twa or whatever it used to be a big airline he was in their like headquarters and it was like from like the 60s and 70s, the hiring requirements. Right. And it was like the women, like blonde hair, blue eyes, must be between, you know, four foot 10 and five foot four. Right. Weigh no more than 130 pounds. Right. And this was the kicker, must be single. <laughs> I was like, oh, imagine today doing yeah, that. Right. You know, now you're going, there's no, stewardesses used to be hot. Yeah. They are in Colombia still. I no. Yeah, here, a lot of gay, Yeah, a lot oh, of yeah. gay men. Yep. And and all the women yeah, because the I don't know it's a good job and, and they don't want to fucking retire they don't want to go anywhere before it was like I don't know it was it was just different you know I've watched uh, I've watched the world fucking change yeah you know it's crazy but um yeah Mr Bundles no Bundles is fucking back at it this week congrats on the yeah. year too yeah. yeah yeah one year out of fucking one prison year out of jail. Yeah. unbelievable yeah it, it's unbelievable and yeah. and uh, I can't say it enough you know. 
that it, it you know to anyone else it's, it's getting be- easier yeah <laughs> it's getting easier you know i mean people are like oh what do you want the fucking key to the city it's like when i got sober you know like people are like oh you know you should be proud of yourself i'm like what for not right. shooting heroin i mean right. <laughs> right for being a fucking father to my daughter i think i was yeah to, i think i was supposed to be doing that all along but <laughs> but no it, it's it's definitely something to be fucking proud of and uh like I, I was talking to Bundy today, and, and I was talking. I actually talked to my mother today. We we don't speak a lot, but it, it was her birthday, and I took her out to eat. And um, I was talking to Bundy about it. What I said to her is my whole life, because yesterday I was, I might have talked about this before. I was in a DYS program, and I was telling my daughter they put me in some behavioral behavioral psych unit in um, Holyoke, Mass, Providence Hospital, and. Um, I had escaped from some DYSs, like when they put me in minimum or they put me in foster care. There was a lot of sexual abuse back then. And, you know, in the early 80s, shit was going on like crazy. Now they catch it. A lot of times a kid will go to school and be acting. You know, they're they're looking out for this stuff. But back then, these big brother association and guys that took in foster kids. And it was just rife with predators, just like, you know, the Catholic Church, actually. And, (laughs) um, you know, thank God I'd, I'd I'd always escape. Unless you have me in a DYS secure treatment, I'd go to a foster home. I'd meet the people. I'd go, hi, hi. I remember being with this kid from Pepperell, Mike Toomey. They took us to a foster home in Worcester, and I went in. And it was like this nice older couple. And it was like this nice house. You know, they get money for right, taking right. the kids in, you know? So I, I'll never forget, I had a blue Nike duffel bag. And I sat there, and I met the lady. They go, oh, no, no. I go, oh, is there a store around here? And they go, oh, yeah, right on the corner, you know? <laughs> I go, oh, can I take a walk to the store? I go, yeah. So I go, oh. I go in the bedroom. I open the window. The kid Toomey's there. I fucking take my blue Nike bag. I reach out, <laughs> drop it. I say, he goes, what are you doing? I go, kid, what are you staying here? <laughs> I'm fucking finding out where the bus station yeah, is yeah, in Worcester yeah. and fucking yeah, the first fucking first bus out of here. Yeah. So um, that's how I was. And I was telling my daughter last night, they put me in this behavioral psych thing. And I'm like, how do I get out of here? I'm there like a month. And... The grounds of this hospital was so, I mean, it would it would be a half an hour walk to walk huh. off the grounds. And they'd right. be looking for you, you know, because they take us outside. It was secure, but they take us outside and I'm looking around, you know, like 15, like, how am I going to get out of here? Yeah, how yeah, am I yeah. going to get to Lowell? You know, Holyoke, Holyoke isn't close. I'm, I'm telling my, my daughter the story last night. And um, all of a sudden they call me in the office and they say, uh, what are you doing for Christmas? And the Christmas before, I was in Westfield Detention Center, which was a, a real bad DYS place. I mean, they strip search. I'm going to talk about it on here. Strip search every night. And when you go to the bathroom, they take you in the bathroom with like four guys at a time. And there were two toilets right next to each other with no divider. Oh, shit. You'd be right. sitting there. Your leg would be touching another kid taking a shit. It was. Oh, shit. It, yeah. Shower, you know, communal showers, communal, whatever, you know, <laughs> fucking showering together. It was like fucking crazy DYS place. And, um. They take me in the office and they call my mother and they go, no, they, they say, what are you doing for Christmas? I go, what do you mean? They go, oh, well, nobody works on Christmas. We all get the weekend off. You go home. <laughs> See <laughs> and, ya. And you come back Monday. I'm like, what? <laughs> so they go, can you call your mother? I go, no. I, I go, you can call her, man. But I know where this is going because huh. she signed me, like, you know, whatever. She, um, you know, signed me over the state shortly thereafter because she, go, I was wild. You know, she was, she was, she didn't know how to handle me. Um. So he calls her up and he's and he's talking to her. Oh, can you come get her? And, and then, I, and then I hear him. I'll never forget it. You know, I know, forty years ago, I remember him saying, "No, Mrs. Lee, <laughs> you don't understand. <laughs> we close for Christmas weekend. <laughs> Someone's coming to get him." And then he's like, "Hello." 
hello? So I'm just sitting there like, I knew how this was going to go yeah. down. So they actually called my DYS caseworker. His name was Dave Jarrick. Shout out Dave Jarrick, Drake at Mass. Um, I remember he picked me up. He had a maroon Honda Prelude. So he comes to pick me out, and I come walking out. Now, mind you, you know, there's no cell phones. There's no fucking, you know, I used to have this, this boom box, this double cassette <laughs> radio, you know, like my, you know, public enemy yeah, cassettes yeah. and fucking um, Black Sabbath. I was, it was always rap and, and, and hard rock. So I come walking out. I got my bag, all my clothes. <laughs> <laughs> my fucking little trusty double cassette player. <laughs> you ain't coming back. Right? Yeah. And he goes, Mike, what are you doing? <laughs> what do you mean, Dave? He goes, why are you taking all your stuff? I go, Dave, I don't want someone to steal my stuff. You know, a lot of thieves in here, Dave. He goes, Mike, don't do it. Right? I go, fucking Dave, let's just enjoy. I love you. I go, let's just enjoy this ride home, Dave. <laughs> <laughs> I got home, didn't even, he dropped me off outside my mother's house. I started to look out the window. I went across the street to Kevin Boutet's house. My friend Kevin Boutet I grew up with, actually, Hung himself in Walpole State Prison four years ago on Christmas Day, and around the yeah, holidays, man. I always think about him. And I don't say that, uh, you know, it's just, it's just, it just sucks. It, you know, that he was a childhood friend that we got in a lot of trouble together, you know. And uh, you know, rest in peace, Kev. Um, I left that and I walked across the street. I went to Kevin's house and I took off, you know. And um, and she still talks about that. You didn't even come in, and well, yeah, you didn't even come get me. But you know, whatever. It's all it's all yeah. water under the bridge. I told her tonight at dinner. I says, I don't regret anything I went through. You know, it was it all made me who I am. Right. You know, but I said, do you remember Providence Hospital in Holyoke? And my daughter was there, and she goes, "You were in so many places." No, I don't. That doesn't <laughs> ring a bell. You know? you know, like, my daughter's like, "What the?" My daughter's always like, "What the fuck?" But um. That same guy, Dave Jarrick, another time, I'm in a DYS. I'm in a holding. I'm in there for like four months. And sometimes they'd have a thing called a bed crunch where they'd have an overflow of people and they'd have to like free up some beds. Right. So they do things like it's seven, eight at night and they wouldn't even contact the DYS main office or your caseworker. So one night they're like, bed crunch, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, please, they're like, Lee. Oh. Foster home. I'm like, wham, going home. <laughs> you know, so when I ended up getting arrested on the warrant, Dave Jarrett comes to see me, you know. He comes to see me. I was locked up in Westboro Secure. And he comes in. He goes, I come in Monday morning. And they go, they put Mike Lee in a foster home. He goes, you don't have to finish telling me what you're going to tell me. He goes, I knew. I knew you were fucking gone. I'm like, and, and looking back, I remember being in a few foster homes where, um, where the kids in there, There'd be like, you know, some guy like Bundy with like <laughs> with like eight little boys right. running around. Really? Right. Like not even yeah, a fucking, yeah. right? And there'd be like two or three that were that were like their favorite, right? And they're going in the fridge and making sandwiches. And I remember one. I'm just there for like a night before I take off. I open the fridge and they like guy yells at me. No, oh, I want. I'll never forget. I wanted a glass of milk. Oh, no right. shit. And the guy fucking berated me. You know, <laughs> scumbag. Yeah, yeah, I'd like to fucking hunt him down yeah. right now. Like, yeah, we what should. Was that, but, uh, what was that? <laughs> yeah. What was that movie where they go back? The kids get sleepers. Oh, sleepers. Yeah, yeah like, good movie. Yeah. yeah, sleepers. Go back and find this guy. Yeah. But uh, and there was another foster home in Barry where a lot of the kids would go to. And I remember this one kid. I don't even want to say his name, you know, but I remember like yesterday. But after that, I remember he was in Worcester. Like, you know, there was a lot of prostitution when I was a kid. You know, this kid was jumping in and out of cars. He was 15, tricking with tricking with dudes, you know. And I remember this one foster home in Barry and these. And, you know, I'm 14, 15, whatever, even 16. 
And you're a kid, you don't know what's going on. But looking back after, you know, all the sexual abuse stuff and seeing everything, looking back, I'm like, wow. You know what I mean? Kids, yeah. you know, definitely, right, right. definitely getting fucking raped and diddled. And, and and thank God. Right. Thank God that I fucking w- would never stay anywhere. And as soon as, as soon as I wasn't in, I mean, that's how I was in my whole life. Like even right. in prison, I was always in Walpole. I was always in the most secure place. Yeah. You know, and I remember being in, in Walpole State Prison and I was trying to get to, um, like a medium security. It's not a level six, like a level four. And I go to the, um, you go before this board classification and they give you this sheet back when they give you a decision. And I remember I used to love this. I go, I got to frame one of these. It would always say the same thing. It would say, inmate Lee demonstrates a need for a maximum security setting. (laughs) (laughs) I I I was proud of that. You know what I mean? But looking back, it's like, well, thank God I I didn't, you know, I, I definitely dodged a lot of bullets. Right. Being in foster care and DYS and, you know, thank God I never went to the church for any help. Right. You know? No. No, I mean, no. it's fucking crazy. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, those kids were young. Some of those kids are small in these foster homes and stuff. You know. Yeah. You know what was going down. A lot of them, you know, no family. They're just perfect fucking victims. Yeah. So that's funny. Victims. It's because when I, um, when I got, so how I got sober, right, is... I was in detox. I overdosed a bunch of times, like three days in a row. I wake up in the same hospital bed and the same nurse is there because his, his shift hasn't ended or whatever. Right. And he, he looked at me and said, kid, you're going to die. Like one of these times you're not going to wake up. So I, I, it was, it was when I got sober in 2015, when, when, uh, the Patriots won the Super Bowl against Seattle. Yeah. You know what? what, what uh, I was not. Yeah. I was in Arizona. Should have ran it with Lynch. Yeah. That Super Bowl. I was there. It was freezing. I was it outside was, and I right. sold my tickets, but yeah. There was a big, it was, that night it was it, back home. It was, I was in Chelsea. It was a big snowstorm. It was like, that well, winter was bad. When we come back is when we got the real snow. Yeah. It was like a week later where it snowed for right. a month straight. So that was the last time I got high. And uh, I woke up, I overdosed. I woke up again, I overdosed. And this guy looked at me and he's like, what's your plan? Like, you're going to die. And I said, I'm going to, I'm going to get on the methadone clinic. Yeah. You know, I that made was, that mistake too. I try to try to shoot for the stars, you know, get on the methadone clinic. Yeah. And he goes, here, this is a, a list of detoxes. Right. So I, I'm calling around thinking that I have, I, I'm trying to get an, on, get a methadone clinic. I ended up calling a detox. They said, Oh yeah, we can get you on the methadone clinic. Um, so I, I, I check in. It was, I had nowhere to go. I check in. My best friend, growing up, he was like when I, when we were in eighth grade, he was doing dope. You know what I mean? Like young, young, started real young, like bottom of the barrel, never get it. And he walks into detox, and I see him, and I'm like, "Hey, Mikey, what's up?" His name was Mike Phillips. What's going on? He goes, "Ah, uh, I'm here to talk. I'm doing the commitment." I said, "No, sh- no way, dude." I thought he was checking in yeah, as a yeah, patient. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I said, you know, what did you do? I go, how did you do it? He says, uh, Teen Challenge. You ever hear of Teen oh, Challenge? Oh, yeah, I see him on there. Yeah, it's like, it's like a Catholic program. So right? it's like a Salvation Army, yeah, right? Yeah, so yeah. I didn't know. So yeah. he says to me, and he says, you know, God saved my life. And yeah, he says, kind of like a brainwashing Right, thing. No. so he says, God saved my life. He goes, if you want to ch- check in, right? He goes, I can get you on to further treatment. I said, you know, it's got another storm coming up. I said, let me go. Yeah, I lasted like three months there, right? And That's I walked in, time. and I I'm I'm still sick, you know. And I I walk in, and I'm detoxing in my bed, can't sleep. And they go, Keith, you got to go to church. We got Sunday Sunday mat, whatever it is. Yeah. 
And I walk in, and all these fucking Bundy people. Was giving yeah, yeah. Bundy was Bundy, singing yeah, with Bundy. the guitar. Yeah, yeah. And this Bundy. guy's coming up to me. Yeah, and Bundy used welcome. to pass out communion. I go, what the fuck? Where the fuck am I? Yeah. And I, that was out in Brockton. I lasted three months, like I said, and I, I, you know, it, it was, uh, it was crazy. But then, fast forward, I never got high after that. My best friend, that that kid, ended up working at MGH. He relapsed and died. You know, and it was like, it sucked because it was like, he saved me. I just always lived with like, I couldn't save him and return the favor. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah, it's, it, it happened so much. So many fucking people die along the way. Right. I've overdosed so many times. And you just like, like I said, I'm very fortunate. I was never, you know, a victim. Yeah. When I was a kid in there, very fortunate. Um, yeah. I, I, I didn't die, you know, with all the overdoses. You know, if I was, if the fentanyl was out there like it is now, I'd definitely be dead. Very yeah. fortunate. Yeah. I'm not doing a life sentence. Not that I was a, a killer, but I, I had a few instances where something I could have really, you know, I could have got fucking, you know, a life sentence very easily, very easily. Um, I remember one time, like not not this crazy story. I had a couple of cases I beat that, you know, I could have really got smoked, you know, not right. like natural life. not. Right. But I remember one, I was in a stolen car and I got in a car chase and I kicked the chase and I was doing about 70 and I took a corner and I missed a little kid on a bicycle by man. I don't know. I mean, I'm saying a quarter of an inch because I couldn't see him and I was skidding and I yep. looked in the rear view mirror and he was on the bike and I still think of that. Mm. Like, yeah. you know, one second before, you know, yeah. you know, two inches over to the right, right? And what, I kill a kid? Right. Imagine. Uh. Right. You know, no. taking off because I just jumped in a guy's car that was running up at the store like like a fucking idiot, right? Mm. And just so many things. Like 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 I said with you, going in the Navy. Yeah. Who knows what would have happened? Right. You know, probably would have died. Or, yeah. You know, who oh, knows? Yeah. Your life would have took a totally different course. You well, know? it's like, you know, you're not you say you're not a killer, but it's like when you're when you're in it like that and it's like it doesn't matter. You know what I mean? Like you'll put yourself into situations where someone yeah. could die and you're not even thinking about that, you know? And yeah. and it's like like you said, I, I've overdosed multiple times. It's like my mother one time walks into the bathroom. And I'm getting getting high, right? And we were living yeah, in Haverhill. She, she lived she lived down the street. We lived down the street from the courthouse. So she says, I'm gonna go section you, right? So I have the needle in my arm about to so she starts walking towards the, the courthouse. So I, I get off and I said, I gotta stop her from getting there, right? So I start running down the street. The next thing I know, I'm I'm out. I wake up. I wake up, no, I there's can't. people all around yeah. me, right? And I'm, the I'm on the courthouse steps, Haverhill courthouse steps laid out on the stairs. And all I see when I come to is my mother just looking over. You know what I mean? I'll never get that image out of my head. Yeah. Like she's just looking at me, shaking her head like, you motherfucker, dude. Like, yeah. you know what I mean? Like I can't even section you now. I just You just look like an idiot. Yeah. You know what I mean? And uh, yeah, it's... But but like you said, we got I, um, for me. I got out at the right time. It was like 2015, right when that fentanyl was hitting, and it's like I I could I wouldn't be here. Oh yeah, no you know? doubt, no doubt. I, I've had you know, like That's you said, I, I had a, I had a doctor once. Yeah, a little general tell me, you know, you know how many times you've been here, and I always think Larry Bird. <laughs> and hopefully, Dean Shooter 33 tattoo comes right. up soon. Yeah, so, yeah, Larry Brady goes, that. You know how we many times that. you've. Oh, no, that was Tuxedo Detoxes. You know how many times you've been here? 33 times. But Lowell General, I forget what he said. He goes, You've been here like, you know, 18 times or whatever. I mean, people today, they probably overdose three times a day. So, yeah. But I mean, and and I remember I that was at Saints, and I've been to Lowell General just as many times for overdose. So, I mean, I've overdosed over 30 times where I've been hospitalized, where I've woke up, you know, in the hospital or knock and. And just like, just fucking, just very lucky, right. you know, very lucky, you know? Yeah. I had a kid from Lowell, um, AJ Congoulis, who um, 
I overdosed in a tent. <laughs> and um, I went to the Patriots game. I just got out. I just got thrown out of the answer house in South Boston. And, and I went to a Patriots game, and then I wanted to get high. So I ended up with some people doing some call. I was in some, some hotel, the Caswell Hotel. It's no longer there. It's in Tewksbury. And um, it was just a drug drug hotel, you know. And um, I'm looking for dope in the morning, and fentanyl would come around every now and then. He goes, oh, I can get this China White. We walk up Quorum Street and we have to climb. He goes, well, let's go to my place. <clears throat> so I think I'm going to an apartment. All of, all of a sudden, we're climbing between a train. And I get all grease on my fucking shirt. I'm like, these, these boxcars. I'm like, dude, where are we going? Hop down on the other side of the tent, uh, on the other side of the train, and he's got a tent there in the snow. Oh, shit. I'm like, dude, this is your place? <laughs> so, <laughs> so I go in there and I, I, did a, I did a shot of dope. And... um. That was Monday morning, like six in the morning, and I woke up in ICU, and they said, you know what day it is? And I said, yeah, Monday. And they said, um, it's Friday night. It's 11.50 p.m. They said, it's just about Saturday. Like my family was there. My father was there, right? No. They said, yeah, you've been in a coma for five days. Wow. I was like, what the fuck? Yeah. You know, and uh, <clears throat> just uh, stuff like that, you know? Uh, yeah. I lost five days, and- and I lost a lot. That, you know, my memory that that fucked me up. You know, you're in a yeah. coma for five days. You, you're not, you're not the same. You know, um, and uh, I found out afterwards. So I, I go, how much money do they have on me? And they're like, oh, uh, three hundred bucks. And I remember I had like a thousand bucks. And I'm like, I'm gonna fucking kill AJ because he was the last person I was with. You know. Yeah. So I get out of that fucking hospital and I am fucking searching for him and I'm gonna fucking kill him. Yeah. Right. So then I find out. When I overdosed, he had Narcan in the tent. No one had Narcan. Right, there. yeah. It was before all this yeah, shit where everyone right. had spray. Yeah. He had a fucking bottle of Narcan. So, you know, people are telling me. And then he told me. He hit me once, nothing. Hit me again, nothing. And there was a kid in the tent, Tito. Tito and Sue, you know them? Yeah. So Tito, Tito was there and, and he's saying, Tito's saying, that's enough, that's enough. And uh, this kid, another kid was there, and he's like, tell me. AJ's like, what do you mean it's enough? He's dead. Shoot the whole fucking bottle at him. Jesus. What the fuck do right. you mean? He goes, then he told me, he goes, when I hit you the third time, you just started going, uh, uh, fuck, dude. Like coughing, right? This prick calls 911. No, he's going to climb through the train, go down to the pay phone. No, I had a razor flip phone. Remember them? But whatever. <laughs> he had to climb through the thing, get on the fire truck, drive all the way to the end of the tracks, Fuck. At the end of the train and drive all the way down the tracks and get me. And here I am looking to kill this kid. Yeah. He stole 600 bucks. Yeah. You know, and to this day, he'll he call me. Last time he called me, I didn't cash out in the 20. He's still calling me. Cash out <laughs> yeah. me 20. I'm yeah. like, I wish you would have let me die. Fucking 10 grand for yeah. that fucking yeah. day. But, you know, he's another one, right? I owe it to him. Just, I mean. You know, I'm not a big religious guy, but you know the saying, but for the grace of God. You know yeah. what I mean? That just comes to mind, that saying, uh, right? Like, fuck, what if he didn't have knock-in? Right. What if he just, like most yeah, fucking people out there, ran my pockets, right. took my phone, yep. bye. Yeah, yeah. Just walked away and just watched the fucking ambulance there and the fucking hearse fucking taking me away. Yeah, it happens all the time. But he didn't. You know, he didn't. So, yeah, um, uh, so, uh, AJ, I'll cash up you next time. He'll be calling you tomorrow. Yeah, don't, don't yeah. push it. Don't, don't ask for 100 now. All right? We're going to keep it at a double saw buck for now. All right? But, yeah, he saved my life, you know? And that was just that was just one time. There were so many times, you know, that um, 
shit really could have went wrong, you know? Yeah. But, um, but hey, look at me now. Yeah. You no, know, and I, right. I was talking to Jordan today. I, my daughter, you know, recently her mother overdosed. And I guess she's going to get out of the hospital. She's been there for two, over two weeks, three weeks almost. And I think she might have dialysis or her kidneys failed. And, um, she's like, she's just going to get out and do drugs again, huh? And I, I oh, says, I said, if, um, if history's, uh, you know, anything, yeah, she's gonna, you know what I mean? I said, but I had a friend, Dave Souza, who's no longer with us. His little brother, Tony Souza, when we were kids, is my best friend. He's no longer with us. Um, I remember Dave Souza would say to me, if they're still breathing, they got a chance. It don't matter how fucking bad you are. And I'm an, I'm an example of that. And I told her that. I said, you know, yeah. if, she, if she wants to change, she's going to change. But you're 54 years old. You know, it's tough to, it's tough to fucking, I'm going to get clean now and change my life. Yeah. It's so easy to just say, fuck, you know, now I'm on fucking dialysis. Right. I got this wrong. I got that wrong. You know what I mean? And just be like, now what's that every day? Yeah. I don't do know, that. but I know you, I know your kidneys don't work. You don't piss. They got to do some fucked up thing. You're always fucking dehydrated. You, you, you drink, but you don't piss. Uh, I don't yeah. know. Do you know what it is, Justin? Hey, yeah, it's something yeah, fucked up. I tell you, it's it, you know, it's crazy because like, even my mom, like my mom, still, you know, like up until recently, like she she gets down, like she, you know, and I'm like, I look at her and I'm like, dude, I, if I was that age and you know, I'm I'm that at yeah. that age and I'm still, you know, getting high, it's like. I would like, like, when do you, you know what I mean? Like you're a grandmother, like, you know what I mean? Like yeah. at what age do you just like retire? Like, or, or you know what I mean? Like, but like but I said, it's, it's so easy to just go fuck it. I mean, yeah. Fucking hell, who cares? You know, it's like. Hey, speaking speaking of the catheter, I, I saw this kid recently, Jamie Enright. Um, Jamie Enright's a, a good guy. He's a Tuxbury guy, a Tingsborough guy. What a big construction company. Just got jammed up on some stuff a little while ago. Uh, but he come out all right. He didn't get any time. He's never been locked up. But it was like a, you know, they they really came down on him. You know, tax evasion, like paying his work as cash. But they yeah, they yeah, cracked yeah. him. They come after him hard. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, it really sucked for him. But but he he hung in there. And I was at someone's wake. Um, fuck, whose wake was it? But I was with Sparrow, and he goes, "You know who I am?" And I hadn't seen him in a while. Have you? I go. Jamie, he goes, Jamie, and he goes, the last time I seen this fucking guy, he goes, I'm in fucking Lowell General, my fucking mother or someone was in the emergency room. He goes, I'm walking down the hallway and people are screaming, and this guy's got his Johnny <laughs> open, he's naked, and he's got a catheter and he's yanking it, because oh. I pulled the catheter out a few times, right? Oh, and this guy comes running over, and I guess at the bottom of a the catheter, they can blow it up, it's like a balloon. No shit. So I'm fucking yanking it, oh. and it ain't coming out, and this nurse comes running over, and he screams, oh, he's like, you just almost rip your shit Jesus Christ. You know, but uh, I got that catheter out. Oh. Yeah, and I, I got out of there. I've done that many times, pulled catheters out and uh, intubated. I've yanked them out. One time I was intubated and I pulled it out while the machine was, you know, it's a fucking breathing machine. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. I pulled it out and for like a week, my chest was swollen out like this. And when I push it, literally, it would sound like Rice Krispies. No shit. And what happened was there was still air coming out. So air got trapped between my like skin and everything and my breastplate. So it was puffed out like this. When I push it, it would be like those, you know, when you pop those uh, fucking yeah, yeah. little things, uh, it would almost yeah. sound like that, you know? Fuck, huh? Um, <laughs> another time, um, um, I got the catheter in 
and they got me strapped down on the bed and I spit at a nurse. Yep. I was wilding out. Get these fucking things off me. And this girl was there at the time. So the nurse comes in and she goes, you got you to gotta urinate. You gotta, they need a urine from me or something, right? I'm like, fuck you, fuck you. She comes in. She screws this big bulb on the end of the catheter and she fucking squeezes it. And it blew air and, you know. Yeah, yeah. You know, You're right. my prick and into my stomach. And my stomach, it was like it blew up. And then it was like a turkey baster effect. She literally sucked urine out of my bladder. That's really? that's what this was. Yeah. Right? So I watched this and I'm fucking screaming at her. And, you know, my shit's in defense. I mean, I'm not too bad, but it's in defense mode. It's like this. You know what I mean? It's fucking, you know, they're all looking at me. It's really, it's, it wasn't a fucking great, um, you know, it wasn't a great time in my life, that yeah, moment, right. right? So I'm screaming at her. She's sucking the urine out, right? So I get back. Did I tell this story? I, I, you know, I tell you, my fucking memory's gone. I get back to this girl's house. I'm in the shower. I go, I gotta take a shower. He's dope. I get off. I go in the shower. I start pissing. And all of a sudden, my piss starts sputtering and it goes. <laughs> and I'm like, Queefing. so I'm like, yeah. yeah, I queefed. I queefed. Uh, so now I'm like smelling it. Like I'm thinking, I'm thinking they fucked up the plumbing and I'm going to be farting out of my prick from now on. Like, honest to God. So she comes running in the bathroom because I scream. She's like, what? I ripped the curtain open. I go, I just farted out of my dick. She goes, don't call me in here anymore. Please don't. So I'm, t I'm literally thinking like I got a lawsuit against the hospital. I'm calling the hospital. I go to the hospital and they're like, tell me everything that happened so i tell them what happened they go oh you just had some air in your bladder from when they sucked oh. the urine out <laughs> now get out of here you fucking mental case <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah that was it that yeah. was it so i mean i'm uh, sure we've all had that happen right justin yeah, yeah. a couple times yeah yeah we like you know what i mean <laughs> but um yeah keith man great having you yeah, on i had to do it yeah i had to do it you know you all know? the fucking union guys i got a lot of yeah. union guys man that follow me i um we got some bean shooter stickers for the hot hats. I got them for sale. Let me know. Yeah. Let yeah. Know. My guy. Yep. Keith's got them. We yep. need them on the hot hats. We even got some mugshot ones, right? Yeah. 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 I gave you a few of them. We got to fucking, we got to plaster them up. And, but it's um, funny, it, real quick before we end it, it's like the the most random people follow you. That That's the, the funny part. It's like, you'll just be like, like I, I was telling Bundy, I'm like, I'm at, I'm at school pickup. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm, I got the I got the, the one of the bean shooter shirts on, and I'm in line picking my kid up, and uh, I hear, hey, hey, you know bean shooter, <laughs> and it's just like you know just some random kid. I'm like, oh yeah, he's, oh I follow him, a bunch of guys from work, and then you know I'll be at work, we work with kids from the South Shore, like all you know all over, yeah, and it's just you know. Random time. I seen you on shoot a snap. I yeah. see, you know what I mean? Like, and it's just, you know, comeback player of the century, baby. You yeah. Know? Yeah. That's my Instagram bio. I used to be comeback player of the decade. And yeah. then someone, my guy Denzel out in Stewart, Florida. What a great, great kid. Florida State Seminoles, baby. Stand up. Um, he messaged me. He goes, dude, you got to change your bio to comeback player of the century. You yeah. Comeback player of the decade anymore, you know? And I did. And that, that's, uh, that's going to stick. We're going to yeah. keep that right where it is. You know, um, Bundy's uh, Bundy's on my heels though. No, yeah, you know, yeah. Bundy. I can't talk about. Up there. I can't talk about it enough. Like, um, you know, it's. Wow. I mean, who the fuck wants to go back to jail? At Bundy, no. how old are you? Seventy now. Who wants no. to go? <laughs> Seventy-two. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> Bundy's still a spring chicken. But who wants to? I was telling Bundy today, right? Like, um, 
you know, I've been in my share of fights and everything. Right. Bundy a lot more. Bundy's, you know, Bundy was that guy. You know what I mean? But me, I don't like fight when I had to. I never like to act like I'm so, well, you know, some right, right. tough prison guy, you know. But, you know, I've been in my share of scrapes. But today we had to move some furniture, me and him. And after like three <laughs> three minutes, right, I'm like, I'm hopping a puppet. He's like, my back, my back locked up. I go, imagine, I go, imagine me and you fucking got in a fight right now. You know what I mean? He'd be like, oh, my Hold back, time out. I like poke him in the eyes. No fearsies. You know? <laughs> like, he did pitch down though pretty good in that video at the Soba house though. Oh, yeah, that yeah. was on, on yeah, right. Yeah. Oh, he'll still let him yeah, go. Yeah. He'll still let him go. But I'm just, uh, you know. no, it just, just goes to show you like you know we can still throw our hands and everything right, right. mentally we're like i'll fucking bang someone out right, right. Yeah. but it's like when you see like roy jones jr and tyson fight yeah like let's say they're 55 or 50, <laughs> yeah. it's like two old men fighting <laughs> right. it's almost it's fucking embarrassing <laughs> yeah, yeah, to yeah. watch yeah it was you know? sad. So that was I gotta, a sad day I, <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's, it's fucking like really like that's what i'd look like, but yeah, like yeah. i'm gonna fucking bang this dude out yeah. <laughs> fucking gut hanging out <laughs> yeah, yeah, ah, yeah. my back you know <laughs> Fuck. Yeah. i pulled my hand uh, in yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah. time out. Yeah. You know, I still think we're 30. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I got to get back in the gym. Yeah. But all right, Rafino. All right, thank you. All right, my man. Thank you. My man. Thank you. Uh, thank you. Number thank eight you. in the books, Let's Justin. Go. You have a smoke crack? <laughs> you should you try it sometime. It. <laughs> yeah, let's go. Ice like a bunch of narcotics. There work. Pull up in a new Rari. Live it like you got it. Come on. Chopping bricks like a rabbit.